song. W A F L M O Y T. Flip, 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 flip. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Man. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Man. Good night, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. You are Welcome listening to, to you. W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Did I do it? Yeah, almost. Yeah. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Thanks for having Good, me. Good, man. That's We're my watching. Jimmy Durante. We're doing Jimmy Durante today. Yes, we We're are. We're watching a Jimmy Durante movie. Uh, hi, welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube here on Muni Radio. We are streaming right now. We stream every week, Tuesday, Sundays, not Tuesday, Sundays at 2 p.m. <laughs> Pacific Standard Time. Come listen to us first at mutinyradio.fm. They have a Venmo account at Muni Radio. Throw in a couple bucks. Listen to the show beforehand. Found Round Sound with Scotto. Rock and roll. Uh, but we do have We've got a great show for you. And uh, we have a podcast, which you need to type in the acronym, which you heard up front, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's what watch. is it? What is it? L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. <laughs> the, the, don't put in the cha-cha-cha-chas. Right. And then, uh, yeah. And you can subscribe to us. We are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube, and we want you to listen to our podcast and watch the movie at the same time. If you think that's a lot of horseshit to deal with just for your entertainment, and we don't want you just to listen to the podcast, and we don't want you to just watch the movie, why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel where Carl has masterfully synced our podcast with our movies, and that's at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You can't miss it. It's under a big W. It's under a big W. Uh, we are, Carl, God, let's, what is the movie this week? Uh, we are watching this week. We are watching. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Right. Okay, we're watching. <clears throat> not speak easy. Speak easily. Two words. Speak easily. 1932. 
and the channel that's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Speak easily 1932. And the channel we like is Blanche. 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 We like Blanche. Now look, it's real important the channel that you chose because we recorded this once before and I fucked up and we chose a channel where it freezes. There's also channels with ads and there's a low quality channel. So you watch cha, cha, cha. That's a lot of inside baseball. Listen, if you want to listen to the original uh, episode, subscribe to our Patreon page that does not have, exist. We just that we're got. Listen, if you like us and you like Patreon, don't bother. We're not. Don't bother. You're not on it. Throw a couple bucks to Mutiny Radio. Say that you listen to us. Let them know. That's oh, all we man. care. That's yeah. a good point. You could put a comment on Venmo. You could say, "I what? only listen to LWAFLMOIT." And you could fuck up the initial. She knows who you're talking about. Yeah, who else could it be? Yeah, it's under a big W. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, we are really excited. So, yeah, so Carl and I, as you know, we are big fans of Buster Keaton. And this is one of his many phases in his Grand- show business career where he is inadvertently joined up as a comedy duo, another human pinball with Jimmy Durante. And this is prime Durante in the 30s. And they did what no beer and what was the plumber movie yeah there's what no beer and um what no beer was the third one this is the second one okay what no the beer passionate is better plumber passionate plumber kicked it off so these are like we'll, we'll get into it but yeah we're doing content of, Let's, yeah so okay so Blanche. we want you to go to Blanche. there's many different versions of this right. we like Blanche the best this has mm-hmm. closed captioning so I think this there's a lot of people outside the studio, so we may or may not have audio throughout the entire show. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe I could try to I'll be the audio guy today. You wanna try that? Yeah. Beast, if it neat. doesn't pick up well, I'll Well, that's kind of the punk rock appeal of our show. I, I got everything. I got it. Look, I got my PlayStation and I got my mute button, so I'm all set. Okay, so I'm just gonna say it again. Speak easily, nineteen thirty two. The channel we like is Blanche. Blanche, as the French say. Gotta lead by your nose. Oh, did I say that? Oh, that joke's a little bit too. Nazaru. Okay, so yes, please go to Speak Easily, 1932. We like Blanche as the uh, as the channel that's hosting it. Hit the link, hit pause, move it to 000. It sounds like a lot. Take your time. I'm really excited. Carl has a special feature. Our Producer Carl not only did the theme song, researched this movie, he spoke to a celebrity comedian, got to know the celebrity comedian, and the celebrity comedian presents the celebrity comedian countdown, which when they say go, you're going to hit go, and we'll be back. I'll be back. I'm out of here. Bye, Carl. Here's Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Robert Field. Welcome, Robert. Now, Robert, thank you, Carl, for having me here. I have you here today as a comedian. It is true. We're out there. You're known. You're a booked comedian. I see you on YouTube doing sports with your son, etc. But the reason I really wanted you on today is because you are a recent author, correct? That is correct, sir. I've written a book called It's an Uber for Life. I am also not only a comedian, but I am a uh, Uber driver. I'm actually an Uber driving stand-up comedian who goes on stage and talks about his passengers. And I've written a book about my passengers. Now, 
They are not all just funny passengers. Some of them are really cool. You know, some of them are educational. Some of them are therapeutic. Uh -huh. uh, I have told a couple of people who have asked me if I thought they were alcoholics that they needed to seek counseling. So, you know, but that's the uberful life. It's a truth, honest, real good, down home, fun stuff. Now, you got to write from what you know, and you know Uber. So I'm curious when this idea came to you. I'm sure you didn't say, hey, I'm going to write this book, so I better be an Uber driver. And what happened? Were you, did you have an epiphany on the road? Do you know what I could do? Or, Well, yeah. So it's interesting. I've been, People are like, how long have you been doing comedy? I've been doing comedy for 10 years, but I'm doing Uber stuff for four. Uh, when I became an Uber driver out of corporate America, it was a really difficult transition and I was performing comedy. And then one day I actually had this passenger. It is the first story of my book. Yes. Um, who I was a long ride. He was from, you know, some big, huge management consulting firm. And he said, you know, I know they say that everyone should be in a job that they love. And that's great for the 5% of the people who can do it. But for the other 95% of us, why don't we just learn how to love the job we have? Uh -huh. And at that point in time, I started saying, yeah, I'm an Uber driver. I'm going to love being an Uber driver. I'm an habitual conversationalist, so I love talking to people. Um, no one really cared about another 50-something divorced dad telling stories about raising kids on stage. And I said, wait a minute. No one's doing anything about being an Uber driver. I'm going to be an Uber driving comedian. I'm going to make posts about it, good stories, funny stories, and I'm just going to transfer, transform my life into something which I call is Uberful, which Uberful. is a little bit better than everything else from before. Now, it's an Uberful life. You're biting off of the Christmas title. It's a wonderful life. Is that fair to say? That is absolutely correct. See, yeah. here, it all kind of makes sense. There's nothing wrong with it's a wonderful life. But I get a lot of passengers in my car that are very distressed about the world today. They look at the outside world and they're like, oh, my God, we're in such craziness. We need something a little bit better. So what I figured is what's a little bit better than the old school It's a Wonderful Life is now a modern day It's an Uberful Life. I absolutely, it's a great movie. I love the movie. We just need something a little bit better today. Now, I really like the layout of the book. Like you say, the first story, the first ride is about the day you became an Uber professional. But what I really like it, it's not chapters, it's rides. Ride four, ride five, et cetera. It's a good format, it's an easy read. And people can find this, well, sure, they can go to Amazon, but if they Google the word Uberful, you're the second thing that comes up. That is correct. There's a definition of Uber full, which actually really means nice, cool, very good. Like there is a definition of the real world Uber full. And underneath that, you will have my Facebook pages, my website, which is it's an Uber full life. Or if that's too hard for you, Uber full life, you can get there as well. Um, my nickname is Shoeless Jew. So if you can't find me through Uber full life, you could certainly find me through Shoeless Jew. And, um, no, yeah. but they can find you through Uberful Life. And they can the find me through Uberful. Just type the word I, Uberful and you can find me. Now, you and I talked about this, that if we could get it going somehow, if you could make a, 
somehow in our in our society, in our nomenclature, if this word uberful gets popular, maybe not from you, but from any source, someone talking about it on TV, someone saying, oh, uberful, my ride's here. Then people would start Googling uberful and you're who they'll bump into. It is. I mean, I, I'm very... In a very marketing savvy, narcissistic way, yes. If you type Uberful, you will get to me. But in a very um, spiritual sort of way, I really want the world to start saying Uberful. I think uh -huh. it would be a really cool thing to happen, a great change for society. And truthfully, if you say the Carl, if you said the word Uberful, doesn't it make you smile? <laughs> yes, it ha it does. And it it does. does. So I and mean, I've begun to say it. Now. What better than two comics wanting to make the world a smile, right? Okay, well, <laughs> how can people find you out there on social media, on the website? And let's plug the book again. Of course, they can Google Uberful or go straight to Amazon. Uh, tell me how people can hook up with you out there on the internet. Shoeless Jew. So on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, I don't know, some online gaming sites, everywhere, uh, Venmo, if you want to send me money, everywhere <laughs> I'm Shoeless Jew, S-H-O-E-L-E-S-S-J-E-W. I am Shoe, I just let you know, I am the Shoeless Jew who is an Uber driving comedian traveling the tri-state area trying to send messages of good and fun. I mean, seriously, is there anything else for a good Jew to be? Um, so you can find me at Shoeless Jew. You can also find me at Uberful Life. Um, I post every there as much as I possibly can all the time. And I would love to take some of you for a ride. I want someone to get into my car and be like, I've been waiting to get into Mr. Uberful Life's car. <laughs> so what, is it a website, uberfullife.com? It's an, I have a website. It's an uberfullife.com uh, and, and uberfullife.com. They all go to the same place. Okay, great. Okay. And there's a shop. So look, if you want one of these t-shirts that you can't see because it's audio, I have t-shirts and mugs on there that say it's an uberful life. So could you imagine having a coffee mug waking up in the morning and saying, you know what? It is an uberful life. I, I'm just, it's an inspiration. We're changing the world, Carl. Mm -hmm. I, I want everyone to say uberful. I really do. It's, yeah, one reader at a time. I got a goal. That's right. One podcast at a time. Later, this will be on YouTube and people will see your t-shirt. They will see the book that I purchased. I'm in the middle of reading right now, but you're right. It's audio only right now. Therefore, everyone at home must press play on YouTube at the exact same second we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Robert Field, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Three. Two, one, go! Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. I look forward to listening to it. Hiccup! Hiccup! Do, do you think Leo even gets any residuals off of this? No, and I, that might have even happened. He licked up a bowl of water and he goes, Rah! Kai, <laughs> you gotta do it again, Leo. Rawr. Now, you sold this as a Buster Keaton film with Jill, Jimmy Durante and right. some credits, but I say this is a cha-cha-cha. This is a Jimmy Durante. This was the period in which they teamed him up. It's These movies are so crazy because they're not necessarily a comedy duo where there's a straight man and a, and a crazy unhinged man. They're both two crazy guys. One is the right. king of deadpan. And the other one is like unhinged. Right. 
Yeah, but okay, so paying a deadpan, he certainly is throughout this film, and the excuse this time is that he's a a professor, not a worldly professor, a professor in his ivory tower. He has an experienced life. Okay. So is when he, he's is not he, in the real world, he's a fish out of water. Is he quote unquote, by the way, I dig this background sound. Uh, a quote unquote absent minded professor, like the absent minded professor we saw in Waterwall? He's not. He's right. not absent minded. Rather, he is ignorant. Like you'll say, Do you have the Samoles? And he doesn't know that means money. So he's like, Sir, I do not under, you know, you'll see. Okay. I guess I could go get 100 clams if you give me, provide me with a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> If that's exactly right. It's it's akin to like a Gilligan's episode, epi ep, you know, Gilligan's Island I episode. just want the cheddar. Well, seafood's not kosher to begin with. Mixing dairy is definitely trade. Oh, no. You cannot mix meat and fish and dairy. Well, that's you shouldn't. very uh, bad. You can't eat shrimp anyway. They're, they're bottom feeders. Okay. So at the college, there's some sort of get-together big rally, right? And he was about to do Greek history paper thing with one of the students and he goes like come on professor you know he's got his girlfriend outside right. he goes all right we will continue this tomorrow so now the butler guy i guess that's what he is i don't know if he's a butler but he sure acts like one he says to buster keaton like why don't you go to the you know college event have some fun you know oh i couldn't i couldn't i can't so he starts laying this trip on him about <laughs> The guy who sat in his chair before killed himself. He's saying, you're lonely. The whole gag is going to be about how the professor before him didn't go out and experience the world, and he killed himself. I think the first thing Buster needs to do is to fire the butler. <laughs> right? Start off yeah. refresh. Why would you need a butler? Now, look at the tentacles coming off his face for those glasses. <sighs> that is, yeah, we, we're really obsessed by these. Monocle times two. Yeah, Zero. it's a bi bionicle. Bionicle. And then, right, what is that strap for? It's not, he's balancing it so on it his can crest. dangle, right? You know? To remind himself? To, to so he pick never it up? loses them. Yeah. Serious. Oh. Hey, have you seen my glasses? Oh, absent minded professor. They're creepily stuck on your nose. <laughs> So he lays in the bed and he's like, this is just the bed before he, he died. And he says, oh, 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 oh. How did but he die? Hughes, because the butler wants him to get out there and love life because he's like in love with Buster Keaton or something weird. Professor Post is his name. Did they change the sheets? At least? I don't get the context reference of the question. Well, the last previous professor died in that very bed. Oh, did they change the sheets? Oh, I would imagine yes, right? Yeah. It's protocol. Right. I mean, it wasn't, it's earlier than us, but it wasn't prehistoric time. What about the leather neck, uh, leather belt that he had around his neck? Did they, re like... <laughs> well, I mean, if it, I don't think it was structurally damaged. They just put it back in rotation. I mean, if something works, if it ain't broke, don't fix right. I mean, where would we throw out a functional... I'm we learned that during the Great Depression. Yeah, we had to tighten our belt. Yeah, we had to literally. When I was jerking off, oh, things were rough when I was jerking off, Carl. I really had to tighten my belt. <laughs> I, I'm not living in the Great Depression. I've been living in the Great Expansion. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Buster has a... 
we like Buster, and but the talkies, he does have a very kind of oxygen absorbing cadence. To well, him. you know, I I like him. I, you don't like it, right? You don't like his voice. Is it because you saw him silent and then you were expecting, like when you see the picture of the radio guy, like the voice doesn't match? Yeah, maybe that's it. Or maybe it's that his his style no one else is doing or like, it, well, it's it interesting. Still... He, he's successful. It's not like it's a train wreck. We, we watched that other silent movie star guy talk and he had a very lispel kind of, uh-huh. you know, but... So now he's getting a letter that tells him he's inherited a large amount of money, $750,000, which would be about $13 million. Yikes. He's like, Jenkins, Jenkins, this says I just inherited $7,500. And he goes, no, sir, that's 750000 or whatever it is. He goes, e gods, man. But he doesn't because he's deadpan. You see how he... Yeah. Oh, let's He's take a emoting look. physically, not facially. <laughs> Norton, get my trunk. What did I know This is great. It's not like he's not able to do it. He is. It's just he has his lilting style. And then, well, in this film, he plays this professor. This is not a good example of it because he's really in real human here. But you'll see later, he pontificates, and maybe that what you're hearing is him acting. You True. Know? Yeah. Maybe. Look, he's trying to put the bed in the. Is that funny? Put the bed. Can't in take the, the bed in. Well, he already put the cap, the coat rack in. So what are you else are you gonna do? Now we're getting on a train. Ooh, a and bullet train. He's getting on a train. The Midnight Maids. Vaudeville show. Uh, with Jimmy Durante. There he is. Yeah, there he is. And right now he's saying, you ain't funny. And he goes, I'll prove I'm funny by being not funny. Cha-cha-cha. How do you like them onions? I, I guess I like onions or them onions, sir. <laughs> you didn't have a gag that got a giggle. Oh, yeah. Here's his joke. Guy, uh, hey, Carl, guy walks into a secondhand store. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the guy said, uh, it's $5 to see it, $10 to touch. <laughs> I'll pay the $10. Yeah, man. Get a second hand. Touch a girl's hand. Oh, the baby. This so is a baby. Goes, you don't know jokes. You don't know humor. I'll tell it to a stranger. Why don't see? Let the stranger decide. So he goes out. Buster already. Yeah. Now turn it on so you can hear his acting like he doesn't know anything. And the man says, yes. And the guy says, well, give me a second hand for my watch. Was he furnished with a second hand? See, so he took it literally. He goes, he goes, this guy ain't got no education, walks away. As you know, he's a professor. Right. Okay, we're just trying to establish that he's a fish out of water. Now that he's out in the real world, he's not going to get anything. He doesn't understand the culture. Carl, that's how I perform my act. I laugh at my jokes before the audience has a chance to uh, register no. it. 
take away the not take away the oxygen yeah like interrupt them before yeah. they were going to legitimately either boo you like it's a it's a shield i see you know when comedians come on stage i i act like i go on stage i did go on stage last week uh-huh. uh but uh they'll say like oh today's my birthday or you know it's my last time i'm performing like either they sing happy birthday or they all go ooh, and they go i'm just kidding it like critic proofs your act because <laughs> you know it's under special circumstances you said you you preempt their judgment and if you laugh at your own like if you don't it undercuts the joke it undercuts your confidence yeah uh, you know your confidence right under, and the audience's confidence with you and it doesn't give them a chance to react and it's like a security thing where you uh you having a glitchy baby yeah did you see it was glitchy remember yeah. when i picked the bad channel it's because of stuff like this this is the best one we got i saw this and there it, it is glitchy it's all right I remember um, when I was first introduced to glitches, the first time I ever saw him, it was my good friend, Genichi Sugahara. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're friends with him? Wow, you're, you're cool. Me and Genichi go way back. Wow, you're cool. Genichi. You're one of the cool guys Genichi. from Montclair High. I should have said glitchy. <clears throat> yeah, no. Montclair High School, that's... Actually, that's not where we know each other from, Michael. I went to oh. Montclair, you went to Montclair, but I knew you graduated, right? 87. 87. So I knew you as a, I never knew you when we were in high school. Right. That's right. But we, we hung out, we had friends that, that were mutual and we hung out together. Right. Yeah. Let's go name them by name. Go ahead. Well, I've already, name. I've already given Tom my Pro, mom's made a name. In my John high school graduates. Boris yeah. Colby. Let's out him. Colba. Let's out him. Dave Kennedy. I was going to say, what about our friend who became a uh, Josh uh, Powers? Oh, Josh Powers. you're gonna go for Jerry Bello, I bet. We knew we know Jerry Bello, which if you type his name into Google, he has a history of. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this baby must be. All what? right, let's go back to the movie. <laughs> this baby's 94 years old now. Pro- yeah, I guess I I'm not doing the math, but yeah, nine years old. Okay, so. What's funny about this is the culture is different from our time. This guy will give the baby to anyone who'll hold the fucking baby, you know? It's his son or daughter, I don't know, but he goes, hey, the baby, the baby. So they're coincidentally, right. They're coincidentally on the same train, okay? So Durante's kind of making friends with them a little. So he, yeah, so Durante is a, a vaudevillian who's now on the road. Mm-hmm. And Buster is a professor who's going to find out about his inheritance. Now he, no, well, he's not going to find out about it. He, he thinks he has it. And right now he's just going to see the world. He forgot his trunk. So he takes the baby. He made the train stop. Now that is a, you got to have balls to stop a train. Somebody's got to be having a heart attack or falling out or something. I mean, oh yeah, the train because you left your luggage. What is it? Hey, that's a hot mama. Uh, That's a hot. Hey, baby, don't talk down to me. So he goes. They're arguing for his rights. You gotta load the truck on trunk on the train. So he's like, "Give me the ticket. Show me the ticket. Do you have your ticket?" Does he have a ticket? 
in the end, he's going to be like, in my excitement, I forgot to buy one. He goes, here, hold the baby. He's going to have a fight. Let's listen to it. Okay, hang on. Oh, by the way, this oh, is... I have a... no intentions of removing Please, you haven't got a chance to get that big palooka. Palooka. Oh, my God. You're 30 minutes late now. Pull out. You can't do that. It's a breach of contract. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love him. I don't love him. Yeah. got a person who no one there knows holding the baby okay he's actually a vagabond who lives at the station oh so we yeah we'll get to know him later well for a segment here it goes where's your check what check prove it to this big palooka Well, I mean, I feel like they're, they're not, there's no straight man in this. They're both funny in their own way. They're just pinball machine, pinballs hitting each other in a, in a multi-ball. <coughs> and it's funny at times, you know, it's not, these movies aren't bad. It's for me, it's, it's a little bitter because we love Buster. <laughs> we know that his life wasn't great uh, when he had to make these movies, that he was living on the lot and they were going to mm -hmm. kick him off the lot where he was living. And right. he didn't really have the creative freedom that he did have <gasps> in the silence. And he was now also... Look, wait, wait. look who's got the baby. You forgot yeah, the baby. The now they're going to pull the brake again. Buster does. Yeah, and I wanted to be Durante both times, but I didn't write the script. It's true. Well, we could talk to the, the guy who wrote the script. Hang on a sec. Ouija board. <laughs> <laughs> Let me turn the lights down here. Hold All on. Right, there we go. Oh, now, hang on. Okay. I gotta get the thunder and lightning going. <laughs> oh, wait. I've got an app. We can use a Ouija together. Let's do that. Okay, okay, let's do that. I'm sending you a link to the app store. All right, I got it. Should I friend invite? Do I have to invite any dead people or do they show up on the when app? When it says, do you want to get notifications, say yes. And like to track your movement, say allow. Okay. <laughs> now look, he kisses them. Now, they got the baby back, but it's like Buster Keaton delivered the baby. The way he was all oh, happy. They're going to start to like Buster Keaton, and he's going to fall into them, basically because he can financially prop them up, or it's all over. The, the Lovillian Act. Now, Look watch. This. That's going to come off. Watch his hat come off. Whoops, it's off. It's yeah. on. It's on. Meaning he did several takes. Yeah. Now look, that's real. Just like when we saw in the general, he's hurting yeah. his ankles real bad right now. Really badly. <laughs> well, so he had a drinking problem, right? And that was an issue with him living on the set. And it wasn't like a glamorous part of his life, but he wound up with Jimmy Durante making these prohibition comedies, right? What, uh -huh. no beer? Can you imagine? Yeah. And then the Plumber movie, it was based on some other, you know, play, another movie. So it was like a, it. it was a tried and true thing, but it was like uh, I, who knows? Uh, but the, this movie instead of speak easy, right? Speak easily, easily, so, right? So it's a pun on the prohibition drinking thing. So exactly, it, once again, you're yeah. right. What? No beer? We'll go to a speak easily. <laughs> ah, 
That was a good show tonight, Busta. Professor Busta. Let's go over to a speakeasy. Oh, uh, that's in grammarly incorrect. You see, it <laughs> yeah, should be an adverb. Yeah. Speak easily. That's exactly what he says. Jimmy Durante will he go will say a speakeasy or no maybe it was the woman the sexy woman but I, he'll do that he'll say yeah. he means speak he goes that's our title that's the name of the play speak easily that's a terrible title terrible title write the play that's when we had the glitz but then at the end they're gonna put a play together and it's gonna get fucked up. <laughs> They're like, goodbye, goodbye. It was nice to meet you. Goodbye, Miss Pansy. Listen, this is in the public domain. Let's listen. All right. I did have a meet up with a friend, and he just wanted to write me a letter. It would reach me care of the billboard. That's how you'd flirt back then, you know, stay in contact by letters. Oh, and by billboard. Yeah, that'd be uh, like when if you, I texted you, I would have to write you a letter. Are you up? Oh no, my nose led me down here. Oggy doggy doggy daddy. Cha 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 cha. That's my oggy doggy for ya. That is exactly Jimmy Durante. Oggy dog. Well, they ripped it off. Hanna Barbera during the 60s had a a cartoon show that they just blatantly ripped off celebrity voices, including Jimmy Durante. Yep. I, a, you say ripped off. I mean, well, did he get paid for it? Did he do it himself? No, probably not. Same with with the honeymooners and uh, Fred Flintstone. The same with like exit states left. You know, Snagglepuss is a ripoff. <laughs> yes, but it's, it's interesting. There's a HBO Max cartoon called Yellowstone, which is like a reimagining of all the Hanna Barbera cartoons. It's oh, kind of interesting. Kinda, it has a Nickelodeon style. It's it's good, but the voice talent is really good. And they take these characters that were originally like ripoffs of Jimmy Durante. Right. And they try just to do it as, you know, a natural to the character. So it doesn't sound like, you know, it still has that gruff sound. Uh-huh. But it's not Jimmy Durante. It's just this guy having, a, you know, trying to do a character. And I, I kind of prefer it. Okay. All it's right. an interesting take. It's whatever. You're not going to watch it. <laughs> Probably Listen, not. If you watch everything you need to watch on HBO Max, then watch uh, the the cartoon. Okay, what's it called again? Yellowstone. Jellystone. Jellystone, not Yellowstone. It's Jellystone. Okay, that makes more sense because right because there's already an existing TV show called Yellowstone too. And you said it was on HBO Max. Yeah. Okay. Unless they pulled it by now. Okay, so. He got into the car. We missed all the hilarity. The train pulled out. He was in the wrong train, okay? So now he's stranded in this town, just the same place the vaudeville act got left. So he'll fuck around a little while, but eventually he'll end up at their vaudeville performance. He will end up at their vaudeville performance. It's the worst Uber ride. Tell me, sir. You're jalopy. Yeah, thank you for calling uh, Uber jalopy. Yeah. Look at it, Ben, uh, Abraham Lincoln there. Excuse me. According to my Uber jalopy, they said that I would be riding on a wooden chair fastened in the back seat. That's <laughs> grandma's seat. That's nasty. I'm giving you five fireplace burning. <laughs> five bales of hay. Right. I'm giving you five tufts of barley. <laughs> Four. Mighty graces of you. Good harvest. 
<laughs> oh, I'm. He only gave me two gourds. <laughs> that shit. Okay, so look, we got a crowd here, but it's sparse. This is like a good comedy show at my level, right? Like, there's oh right, yeah, that what is people in the room. Whoa, twenty five strangers, wacka wacka, cha cha cha. You know, might break even. Okay, here is Jimmy Durante, who is going to famously right. He is a uh, better than Uncle Floyd piano player. Is he better than Victor Borges? Well, if they're playing the same song, it's same shit level, you know? But, um, I don't know. See that what he just did there? That little run? I don't think he, Uncle Floyd could do that. No, Uncle Floyd can't do that. Uncle Floyd's of the vein. Look, he's playing with one hand and shaking with the other. What yeah. do you, who's better, Chico Marx or Jimmy Durante? Chico Marx. Jimmy Durante's not good. No, I think I, I agree with you. They would put ads on there. Like, if I did my show, it would be like... Now, wait. wait I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm sorry to interrupt you. But I know you said ads and it's going to be relevant today. But we got to see how bad they suck. And this is our scene to learn it. We won't see them showing off how bad they suck very much in the movies. So. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a, like a high school performance. Right. We get to see some games. Right? Isn't that the risque reason why you go to burlesque? Now look, he stops playing the piano and he gets on stage to do a part. What a day. What a day. What a day. Hey, you, come here. See, he just grabbed her. Yeah. I am tired of seeing uh, uh, backstage during the show. I feel as an yeah, audience member, I should... during uh, Great Gabo, and you mentioned that um, uh, there was another one. You've said it before. Right, I well, it's just, it that. elevates as a movie, like you're watching a movie, because the movie... The can show you everything. Yeah, Skullduggery. Skull really Skullduggery? They had Don't a play in Skull... there was the, there we are, They were at a... Um, the worst host in the world was doing like a talent show kind of yeah, thing. Right, yeah, right. All backstage. It was for the costumes. But I, I just feel like if uh, I was an audience in 1932, I would be familiar with seeing these kind of live shows. Yes. And if I go to a movie, I'm experiencing the live show, but with the luxury of seeing it in a the theater. Yes. And because the theater, the movie experience is different from anything I've seen before. It can tell a story from different perspectives. So it yes. can show me backstage as well. And sometimes when they sh the drama of the play is about backstage and the the going on the play itself looks like shit so i feel like as an as a movie audience i'm getting to see backstage and i'm learning about the story and what kind of right. emotions they feel when they're dressed up as spiders on a spider web and then i also like gabo and then i also as a as an audience member who you know get to see a live show as as well i'm like the live show doesn't really it's the sum of its parts it's just like it helps the plot so i kind of want to see the show things. helps the plot it isn't the actual now look everybody left they suck so bad so bad so they they were there and applauded and then walked out and now nobody except for who the fish out of water the guy who doesn't get it buster keaton the ads on the curtain is to say like www.carlsucks.com mm -hmm. check out my schedule at you know, or like other comics. 
AnthonyQuinn.com. <laughs> Come on backstage, Professor. Durante's still under the impression like his his dumb pretending he doesn't understand stuff. It's uh, some gag he's playing. Right. Here's one. They've got, you know, this is how pantomime is still in the talkies. Oh, I mean, one of the one advantages you did get to see them change, I guess, as an audience member. I never really. <laughs> oh, that's Miss Pansy. Um, Pansy is like a flower. It's like a. Uh... Oh yeah. Oh, so they got to throw her under the bus. No, that's that's a patsy. That's... Oh. Yeah, it doesn't look like she's seen much sunlight. Ring around the. Oh no! Ring around. Oh, I was gonna say. Oh, you mean like in the children's? Uh, no, song. no, that's posy. That's oh, ring around posy. Well, she does seem really pale. Oh, what's the next one? Dane, his wife. Oh right. Oh no. Posy, that was posy. Oh right. Oh yeah, she was the robot maid on the Jetsons. No, no, that was Rosie. No, that was Rosie. That was Rosie. I got it. Academy, uh, Bad Movie Academy Award. That was Rosie. That was Rosie. Oh, right. The Razzies. Yeah. Oh, oh no. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll do that again. That's her. No, that was routine. Rosie. It was... I think that our bit went really well the second time. All just right. without rehearsal. Um, now, right now, they're finding out you guys owe $200 to the hotel. Cough it up. No, $700 to the hotel. Cough it up right now. Or I gotta seize all your bags, you know. Right. So now the the professor's gonna pay it. Don't start anything. Pipe down. You're not gonna get the first base out of that Johnny Law. I do not like him. He can hear him, you know. No, wait a minute. So he doesn't. He thinks he has money, but he doesn't. Right. What he does have is about five grand that he saved on his own. That's what he's spending as if he's rich, right? Now. Right. So, but he's given the pre. So he's going to get himself into a predicament. Well, no, he's just going to pay the guy. I, you know what, Mike? In the end, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. He would get himself into a predicament if he was spending more than he had. But at this point, he's okay. But yeah. you're right about that. He will. He will go finance the show. Yeah. Well, because they all, everyone's under the assumption that he has it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they might. I don't forget. It's. We don't really leave the theater at this point, right? It's like they work, they rehearse, and then they put on the premiere. Right. We really don't leave the behind the stage. We're not on the stage anymore. That's why I was like, you got to see how bad they are. They were like, we're going to roll out the barrel. One of the great things of, barrel of fun. Oh, so bad. And one of the great things about the great capital that we watched when they did their live show during this talkie, they it was the spectacle of Broadway. It was yeah. a Broadway show where there's a hundreds of people on stage more than the audience or right. ratio equal. And in this one, like there's like 13 dancers and that's plenty, you know, maybe there's 26 yeah. and they match the audience. Yeah. 25 audience members. Fuck yeah. Now Jimmy Durante is talking him into being their manager. Unfortunately, I am going to New York and my trunk, trunk is on the way. And they're like, ah, shucks. What do you know? But he goes, I have the solution. The show must go to New York. Broadway. A Broadway theater. Why not? But we suck. 
Can you swing it? Have you got the mazula? The what? I mean the tail. You, you know got the tail is, don't you? You got the Samoans. Resembling a cabbage. Listen. No, we're near a cabbage. Have you got the cush? The old day. The old day. Got wheels. Come on, you fancy. He's trying to ask if you've got enough money. I don't know. I only have 750,000. What? What? Do you know how much that's the 1932 equivalent of it? About 750 grand. Yay! We got ourselves a sucker! But Pansy doesn't like it. Pansy doesn't like it. He thinks that... Yeah, they're, they're, they're exploiting They're taking advantage. But he's kind of taking advantage of them. Well, what, I when, don't think so. He's very naive. He, does yeah, not he is very naive. I guess at the end, when they realize that they're the money. Yeah. Thank you, Mrs. Calabash, wherever you are. There it is. New York City. looking New York City. This is pre-9-11. You can still see the towers. That's true. I know it's a little awkward for me to see the movie pre-9-11. Look at this. Especially in 1932. Justin, this is like the... It's too soon to the Triangle Fire. Like, they go by the Triangle Factory uh, where the right. fire was. And people know it's like in 1932. That's too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> too soon before. Wait, when was it? When did it happen? 1909, wasn't it? Oh, so too soon. It's too, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. 1932, it's too soon. Don't bring it up. Now, this guy is getting tri hired to be the director, but he's like, hold it. I've seen the show, and you guys fucking suck. This director, let's get the sound on him. He he has another acting style. Oh, you'll be all over all right. All right. But the thing is, is like they're gonna get the, his goat, and the rest of the movie, he's just waving his arms over his head. <laughs> That's not the word I used. I'm so frustrated. Now he's like, we got to build this show up from nothing. I'll take the job if you let me build this show up from nothing. That means you're fired and you're fired and you're fired and you're... He says, what about comedy? Well, now he goes, we could take something from the Greeks. The only thing he knows about is Greek history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the humanities. Oh, the humanities. <laughs> Is that your, what course did you teach in school? In New Jersey. Uh, humanities. Oh, humanities. Where, where was the Zeppelin crash? Where in New Jersey? Uh, There's a college in that town, Carl. You know what? And I'm a professor there. You know what I teach? What? Oh, the humanities. <laughs> um, where was the Hindenburg crash? It was in Jersey, I know. Uh, the other one I think of is the War of the Worlds. Um, that was right. In. So, do you think it was the same location as War of the no, Worlds? Grover's Mill. No. Grover's, Grover's Mill. Grover's no. Mill. It wasn't Grover's Mill, were they? No. So I went there. They have a little plaque. Okay. So firing her, right? Right. You're just not good enough, honey. And he's like, wait a minute. Like he thinks she's great. Now here he does have like. Somehow he's falling in love with her, you know, but it's still very platonic as you'll see throughout the film. 
Don't you think it's ironic that that guy took a woman named Patsy and threw her under the bus, Carl? No, Patsy is no. That's that's. Wait, no, you say Pansy. Did you say Pansy? No, I I just said threw her under the bus. No, you oh. have to say Pansy. Oh yeah. Pansy. Oh, I can't believe they're playing her as a Pansy and throwing her under the bus. No, that's a Patsy. A pa- Did you screw it up? Did you say Patsy? <laughs> What's her name? Pansy. Pansy, Pansy. All right, wait. Come back to it later. Come back. Right. To it. Okay. We're we're working out our routine for Broadway. We'll be opening for uh, the Jimmy. Snob, yeah, we'll snob be snob. opening for. Yeah. That's how low. Well, in this movie, which we did watch, they have an advertisement for the show, and it's a caricature of Jimmy, the character by Jimmy Durante, and his nose. Yup, and yeah. he loves it. Kind of like Jackie Chan, where every character in a Jackie Chan movie is named Jackie. <laughs> oh, actually, famously, if you watch uh, the outtakes at the end of, I think, uh, Rush Hour 2, right. Don Cheadle, Jackie Chan, and Chris Tucker. And Chris Tucker goes, what are we going to do, Jackie? Don <laughs> Cheadle rolls his eyes and says the character's name. He's like, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, <laughs> this character's not named Jackie. Oh, that's funny. Okay, now here comes sexy, sexy girl. Thelma Todd. That's right. And she is here to cause trouble, let me tell you. Yeah, well, you just got the flappers. Flappers were still a thing, right? My my research pages didn't print with the cast. Well, she has a tragic story, you were telling me. Yeah. She died in a car accident or something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's not in front of me. Not a car accident. I think she was murdered or something, Carl. Uh, okay, let me just open my... Uh, I shouldn't do this on air, damn it! I, well, I have all these credits about the cast, and I could tell you all about it, but I, it's not in front of me. God damn it. No worries. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We can enjoy your performance. Well. we'll just focus on Pat Pan, Pansy. We'll just focus on Pansy. I can't believe they... Just like a pansy is ironic, because like a pansy, they threw her under the bus. No, no, that's a patsy. The patsy is who you throw under the bus. Oh, they sang a nursery rhyme where uh, about the Black Plague? No, that's posy. That's posy. Ring around the posy. Oh, a posy. I got you, like the robot maid from the Jetsons. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, that's rosy. Oh, that's oh, rosy, like the worst movie awards. No, 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 no. That's no the worst movie awards. That's Razzie. That's the Razzie. The, the bad girl in Greece. Oh, the, oh, Razzies. Oh, the bad girl in Greece. I remember. No, no, that was Rizzo. Rizzo. Oh, Rizzo. That, that singer. That singer. Oh, that she's Rizzo. that singer. She's no. that singer. What? No, that the what? I don't know. Whisper it again. Part of the setup. I just, this is all new material to me. I got my lines down. You got to give me that much. Yes, you I just do. Uh, I don't know the ending. Well, uh, you just got to say that's Rizzo. That's the fat singer. Oh, Lizzo is what I'm yeah, trying to say. Yeah, Lizzo. And then you'd say, no, that's a rodeo rope. And I would say, no, that's lasso. I'd say, no, that's that. All right, we'll have to we'll have to work that. Okay. I'll have to write this down. I'm yeah, riffing so hard. I, she's like, I got legs. She's saying lies. I studied, you know, at uh, Yale, and he goes, that's the only boys' school. And she goes, oh, I don't know. I was very young then. Now, look, they're like, whoa, she's naked. 
Okay, here's Wikipedia. In the morning of uh, December 16, 1935, Todd was found dead wearing a mauve and silver gown, mink wrap, and expensive jewelry in her chocolate-covered uh, 1934, this is a lot of information, Lincoln uh, Pathway uh, Convertible, inside the garage of Jewel uh, Carmen. Right. She, uh, yeah, and the guy had, like, turned on the car while she was passed out drunk or something. Uh, that's right. They had come home, he turned on the car, and then he closed up the garage so that she would uh, suffocate from carbon Crazy. monoxide. Yeah. And he wasn't charged with anything. They're like, we're not sure if this was a suicide. Okay, turn it up. Now, this is yeah. the best. This is Jimmy Durante at his best. You know the song he's singing, right? You wrote that this morning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember it already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, What's the song? What's the song? They'll go into the theater. They'll go into the theater with them. Now, what's really funny, Mike, is Singing in the Rain was not a famous song. They were just pretending in the script that it was. You know, later in the 50s, it would go on to be a huge hit. Which was a reference to this time. That movie was a period piece. And it reminds me of the scene in, in uh, the Austin Power movie where Dr. Evil is playing What is God is One of Us. He took a time. He was in 1960. Uh -huh. And he's like, what if God was one of us? One of us. I wrote that song. Just the slob. I wrote that, so that's my song. I wrote that. <laughs> but then, you know, also Hot Tub Time Machine 2, they steal Lisa Loeb's song, mm -hmm. and they have Lisa Loeb herself show up going, I don't know what my purpose in life is, or something like that. Like, yeah, she right. was robbed of her song. Of her song, right. Yeah. Now, this is this is Jimmy Durante at his best. You, it's, it's, this is the only scene in which I think he's entertaining. On my knee. I know the song. Sing along. Oh. That was pretty good. I mean, for Jimmy Durante. Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to be everything. That's something like or there should be more sinuosity of the hips. Oh. Oh, speak easily. The original theme to speak no. easily. Now they're going to, he's going to, they're all going to fall on their floor. It'd be authentic if you're in the nude. <laughs> See, they work well together. They just yeah. aren't, they shouldn't be a partner. Like, right. They're weird. not well matched, but they work well together. They made it work. They did yeah, make they it made work. Yeah, they made it work. You know, the, the, the common saw is that this is what killed his career, Buster Keaton. But it was a lot more than that. No, this, yeah. It's a lot more than that. He, um, this was an okay time. He was, okay, the talkies had come and he was still alive. Not that they were such a threat, but, but right. you know. And also, he had given up his autonomy, but he's still in the movie business. He's still making pictures, you know. I mean, he was depressed and drunk all the time, but it was a lot of, like, wham, wham, me. I mean, he could have, I don't know. I think that he still has talent, and he has talent in this movie. Now, this part is funny because she's trying to, like, sleep with the the 
manager and he's ignorant about it. He doesn't get right. it. He's a gold digger. Right. She's a gold digger. She's going to try to get him to marry her. And then in 18 years, 18 years, the kid's not his. <laughs> it's been a while since I heard that song. If I was to do my rent bill, you'd take care of it, wouldn't you? Is that customary? If if someone gave you the keys to her apartment, Carl, would you would you uh, take the offer? Uh, yeah, if it's to go over for a nice hot cup of tea. Anytime I feel the urge for a cup of tea. I would just go into your lobby. That's what she's been offered? Yeah, uh, she, he, she has offered. Okay, now look. Huh. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I see. Herky-jerky. Sorry about that, audience. No, but this is, we like this version a lot. It still delivers. Well, right? Didn't you say that there was a copyright on this movie, which was Bogus? No, there's no... Is that bogus? Because there is no... This was not copyrighted. All right. I think I'm using public domain is what I'm trying to say. I got you. Now it says that it was in the credits, but it just wasn't true. Just like nobody fucking bothered. And it's MGM, right? Nobody right. fucking bothered. But you know, these movies, they weren't meant to be preserved on YouTube. They were meant to go into the theater, mm -hmm. hit the rounds, maybe be a double right. bill, right? I mean, it's not a long movie. Right. Well, it's actually... It maybe two weeks to two, two months is the life of a film, and then it would go away for eternity. Yeah. So now the good girl, Pansy, is trying to figure out if this is a gold digger, and she's figuring out she is. Did you kiss her back? Oh, well. Kiss her. I did not no. return her kiss. She generously gave me the key to her apartment. Oh, she did, did she? That's so weird. Don't give strangers keys to your apartment. Right, your roommates have a key. Your roommate's friend right. has a no, key. Not your roommate's friend. If you trust him, ah, I'm gonna crack another beer. <laughs> you are. You are cracking another beer. <sighs> crack a tola. Have another spuds. Here's to good friends. The diet is kind of special. The beer will pour. You remember? Yeah. Now, this is a very funny scene. They're going to get drunk. He's trying to gold dig him. She goes, tell me, have you ever seriously thought of marriage? And he goes, yes. And that is why I am single. Right. He thought seriously thought about it. Oh, come on, Timmy. This is the coolest liquor cabinet you've ever seen. Right. Now, she came in the room pretending to call the help. She was like, Gladys, Gladys. And she goes, oh, you can't get good help. She's probably gone for the day. <laughs> so he just came in with the key. No, she has taken him home. And she's going to uh, never lose him. They're going to go on a bed. Going to try to get him drunk. He goes, now, of course, Professor never drinks. Right. This is like, I'm telling you, it's like a stoner comedy. Turn it up, turn it up. Have you ever seriously thought of marriage? That is why I am single. You should see her facial expression. She's a good actress. Oh, I know, but little Tom Collins won't hurt you. 
It was a person named Tom Collins? Right, exactly. Oh, um, it's sort of like uh, lemonade, only it's made from lime, and a dash of that, a dash of that, a dash of that. Now, wouldn't you be Tom Collins? Wouldn't you be like, woof, this is like lemony poison, right? Have you had a Tom Collins? Mm-hmm. And it's lemony poison? Well, no, it, to me, I drink alcohol, so it's pretty good. But I mean, to a person who never had alcohol before, right. it would be like, what <laughs> the fuck's in this shit? Yeah, right. Turpentine? <laughs> Let me get a Harvey Wallbanger, two shots of Jameson, and, and a shot of kerosene. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a 7 to 7 life insurance policy while you're at it. <laughs> Let me get a turpentine spritzer with a Bloody Mary and, a, and, a, and some butane up in this bitch. You have high grain alcohol with the propane chaser. Do you have high grain alcohol? Because I like to get high with my grain alcohol. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, this is a drinking comedy. This is where it kind of lets loose, as much as like you know, there's stoner comedies, right? Where there seems really like drinking throughout. That would be like a stoner call, an analogy, maybe. Right. Uh, the beer one. What no beer is like it. I'd have. It's to... a little more like it. I guess this is more like. 420 friendly as they would say you know like they they're not they're not condoning they're not condemning it so what's gonna happen here is he doesn't know what he's doing so he's gonna make this alcohol with this alcohol with this alcohol and you gotta see her facial expression when she takes a drink oh they mickeyed her drink now he left the bottle caps off crazy right why okay this is not an episode of mr monk she she she's dressed provocatively by wearing yes, more clothing. Yes, she did with those big obnoxious arm things. It's fur. It's like saying I have some sexy lingerie, but I had to kill a seal, a seal to do it. <laughs> I had to club them, club them. Yeah. I compounded a little drink for you. Now watch her priceless face when she takes a sip. Yes. <laughs> oh, time has passed. Oh, that's cuckoo. Oh man, you know you get so drunk, you look at the cuckoo clock, and it's there's like four of them. You're spitting. My quadruple vision. Being quadruple. You know that double vision by foreigner. Quadruple vision. I don't Close know. Close my eyes. Up. With quadruple vision. Unfortunately, my little fucking guitar is just not close by. I'm seeing quadruple, druple. Okay, now they're totally slosh drunk, and she's very funny. (laughs) Now, I don't understand why he doesn't want to get kissed, but... He needs to listen up. You'll pay the rent, won't you, honey? And when I get around to it, when we'll be we'll be married? Most certainly not. Oh, Jimmy! <laughs> mwah, mwah, mwah. Mwah, mwah. Not. 
Now we're going to get not the greatest pantomime, but it does its job. He'll flip over the couch and, you know, he's busting. Yeah. Well, he's, he's committing to the bit. He's not kissing her. What? But see, that's really good. That might have been in the general because he totally cartwheeled. Well, he also found the remote. It was under the couch. <laughs> Why? There's a there's a pinhead nickel. God damn it. Doesn't anyone vacuum underneath the couch? Why? An Indian head nickel on here. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, look at this. It's a, it's a, it's a. Johnson half dollar. He isn't even alive. It's it's an original Lincoln log. It's Kennedy, a piece of wood. Yeah, it's, it's it's from the log cabin. <laughs> now look, he's like, you've had too much to drink. You have to go home now. So he puts her. He thinks into the hallway. Now it's right funny because it's her apartment, but it's also the closet. Yeah. Now look yeah. at her, man. Look yeah. at her. Look at, he's such a trooper, man. Yeah. Well, how many takes do you think this was? One. Yeah. No, of course not. I don't know the answer, but actually, that was true about Buster. Remember, we watched The General. I had researched, and I learned about that scene when he was flipping the logs over. Like, he didn't, like, rehearse it. They filmed it, but it took him nine times for it to really be perfect. So crazy. Oh, it's time to go. Here, I'll get your mink stole. Any other animals I should put on you? <laughs> that one's well, your tail. Flash Gordon hat. <laughs> Ridiculous style of the 20s. So now he, by mistake, puts them in the closet. And remember right. the first time I saw that, I didn't get that? You thought she was in the hallway. Right. So then I get the payoff of the joke when he hangs his coat up in the closet. He's really dumping it in the hallway. Oh, what a long day. I should I take my tuxedo spoilers. off. I love doing spoilers. You know, Mike, when um, the Towering Inferno, you know, that movie, th there's a fire at the top of the building. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I spoiled it. You spoiled the movie? Uh, Titanic, the ship sinks. You'll see. <laughs> I the Earthquake 77? There's an earthquake! What year? 77. Damn! Okay. So she comes out of... Damn. This is a long-ass scene. Right. Fair enough. Could he really be so drunk he, he's going to bed and not his bedroom? Although yeah. He... In a hotel or... I don't know where he's been sleeping, right? Right. He was in the train. Oh, no, they went to Manhattan. Now, <laughs> is he soaking wet? I think the joke is he took a shower with his clothes on. It's hard to tell the commitment of the bit. He's also a pretty scrawny guy to begin with. So there we go. Speak look, easily. Look at the nose. Look at that. Look at Jimmy that Dodge. Not Durante Dodge. Starring Cha Cha Cha. Jimmy Dodge. Jimmy Durante. I'm, I mean, uh, let's do another take. Jimmy, what? Dornam? Jimmy, who character last name? Finally on Broadway. It doesn't seem possible. Swell profile of me, ain't it? And she goes, yes, every inch of it. And he goes, hey, that, that joke's a little too on the nose. Cha, cha, cha. <laughs> See, he would never be that witty. 
the thing is, like, this is the 30s, and this is his act, and he owned a nightclub, uh, and he was, but we known him from, like, God, like, at least to the 80s. Well, he was still... I own, I was first introduced to Jimmy Durante, like you were talking about, through other outlets who were doing him. I wasn't around for him, you know? Right. It was only later in life I found out who he was. The problem about parodies is that you learn about the uh, source form. Sam it Spade from Mad Magazine. Yeah, yeah, it was before your time, definitely. Well, he, uh, him and Buster Keenan show up in another movie. It's a mad, 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 mad world. They're just not in the same scenes together. Right. I'm That's not a fan of that film. Everybody else is, but I like the joke is we're all chasing and we're greedy motherfuckers. I don't know. I'm kind of not with the the. Well, the cops decide to make a social experiment, which is the movie's point, is that let's see what an ordinary, a.k.a., you know, yeah, uh, uh, American would do, given the opportunity, but the cops are just as corrupt. You know, ultimately, Spencer Tracy goes, he actually, the scene with with, uh, Keenan was that Keenan had a speaking role. Like, if you ever see the movie, the cop in charge who's letting these guys wreak havoc to find the gold wants, wants the treasure himself. And he's going to yes. steal the treasure. Right. And he schemes this with his old criminal partner, Buster Keaton. And he's on the phone like, I'm almost there, Buster. And Buster, oh, you know, I have a speaking role in this movie with 100 stars. <laughs> they cut all that shit out. There is a scene where um, he goes to, Spencer Tracy goes to get a car from Buster Keaton. Like, he's he's going to initiate the plan to steal the money. And everyone else follows. And Buster Keaton shakes his fist when the cars <laughs> go by. You know, and he gets a little thrown away, yeah. a little woozy from the from the cars driving by. So he is in the movie, but he's like in the second hour. And Grantie, of course, started off the movie. I got to interrupt you because we missed a bunch here. What happened was they've now discovered, everyone's discovered, like his, the money, the lawyer, you know, and now Pansy and Jimmy Durante. This guy really doesn't have any money. And he spent about 60 grand on this production. Wow. And he doesn't have any money. Also, they're finding out like he's with the. So, what the guy says is the bill collectors will come to the theater tonight and try to slap a lien on him, and they can't make the film, uh, the, the, the play. And the, their plot is let's have the play and we'll raise the 60 and pay everybody off. Okay. So, that's our plot. And what they have to do right now is make sure Buster Keaton does not go to the theater so these uh, bill slapper honors can slap an injunction on him, you know? Right. So they're going to take him to Jersey. But first, we're finding out they got to go get him. And he was tricked by this woman. And now she's pretending that they had sex last night. And now he's got to marry her. Right. It's the only notable thing. But don't worry, Jimmy Durante will save the day. I've got to get you to New Jersey. Hop on this Hindenburg right over here. Yeah, eight fifteen is about to depart. Oh, the humanity—you're gonna love it. So, <laughs> so right now, Jimmy Durante actually has a funny bit in which he will say yes to her marriage proposal. We really need to listen when it happens. Okay, I'm ready. I got the PlayStation sound ready. Now, here's the pretend brother to put more pressure. You slept with my sister, you gotta marry her. What man? What man? 
That's 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 her scammer, right? That's not the director. Right. No, that's a scammer boy boyfriend friend. Okay, so here comes Jimmy Durante to save the day. I love Buster Keaton, man. Me too. We we always talk about him, and I always keep recommending the TCM documentary with James Karen from the Padmark uh-huh. commercials. Yeah, talking about his old friend, uh, talking about Buster Keaton, and you you had mentioned this before, uh, and they mentioned the documentary. At this point, like Buster Keaton, the bits he does on this movie, he sells to the Marsh Brothers. Right, Kiko. Uh, it's for a night in the opera, night at the opera. Basically, where where the the backdrops are keep falling and. He's descends from it and shit like that. Okay, let's turn it up because uh, it might be too late. I love that talkie's uh, background sound. It's the city. It's the city. We're talking in the background. So anyway, the funny gag upstairs, all we heard is a bunch of, uh, hey, mister. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking casual. Running away. Oh, hey, it's opening night. It's opening night. It's opening night. I can't wait to go. This is supposed to be opening night. Oh, no, it's, um, oh, that's not us. That's, um. Hi, uh, uh, two, two college students, please. (laughs) <laughs> the fuck you say? Are you kidding you me? Heard me? You're the mom, if anything. You're the mom. Oh, how's your daughter's uh, tenure? So now he's shipping him off to Jersey. Let's listen. Take him to Jersey. Okay. Just what I wanted as a New York cack, going back to Jersey. I'm sorry. Did you say something? Well, only that it never. Oh, that was part uh, of the, yeah. That was your punch, actually. You were talking to me. Well, I was a, I was a, I was a New York hack, right? And I, I'm the guy who like thinks out loud while people are are in, are in the no car. No boozing in my cab. No boozing. No boozing in my hack. <laughs> Take him to Jersey. And keep him there. Okay. The lonely being a New York City hack driving winos to Jersey. I'm sorry, did you say something? Just the diary of a New York hack. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, you're talking out loud. I hear everything. It's making this trip through the Lincoln Tunnel really yeah. awkward. Really awkward. Was the Lincoln Tunnel open in 32? Uh, I don't know the answer, but that's right around when it was built in the 30s. Yeah, how did they get to Jersey? They have to take a ferry? I guess it had to have been built. Let's Google. Didn't they have the Charles III, the third bridge back then? Building Lincoln Tunnel. Oh, I, maybe they did have something. Uh, and I got a mezzanine in there. Audience noise. Audience, I'm waiting for the show. Oh, this was actually named after Abraham Lincoln. Google's telling me. Interesting. What about the uh, Washington Bridge? Is that Abraham Washington? 
Was it George Washington Bridge named after Abraham George Washington? G.W. Bush. Opened in 1937. Okay, so they they must have gone a different route. Wow. Well, this is 1942, so they must have taken another route. How the fuck? George Washington Bridge? Well, back then it was the Charles III Bridge because the, it was so. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it said next exit, New Amsterdam. Remember, you thought 1776 is when we won the war. That's what we celebrate—the bicentennial. Yeah, now we declare our independence. Party, hey, sign here, and here's your democracy. <laughs> Just got knock, knock. Yeah, uh, delivery. I got your democracy in the back. Just need you to sign here. Okay. I need you, Mr. Hancock, sign here. Great. Okay, this looks all checked. Here it is. Back it up, boys. Your democracy. Yay! We did it. We signed for it. Unload. We were on the biggest step. This is all still more of the keep the injunctors at bay. Keep telling them that the guys come. But now look, we for no reason, no explanation. Ow, he's back. Yeah. What happened to the cab? We don't know. We just know he's back. And he's already got a hip on the head with that. And the guy who just was sweeping going through, that was yeah. bullshit for a movie. That's not the way you sweep. That is bullshit for a movie. You know, this is Hollywood. Carl, for the sake of the story, they have to sweep that way. And also, the camera angles, they have to do it because it's elevated on camera of <laughs> sweeping. The fuck you want from a movie? <laughs> now, you see he's all clumsy. Okay, and that's going to play heavily into what happens tonight. And he's in the way. Yep, he's in everybody's way. Yeah, showtime. Places, places, everyone. Yeah, and you have no place. I don't even want to give, this joke is so not funny, I don't even want to talk about it. He's looking you for his thing, and that will be recurring. And then in the end, we find out what the thing is. It's He's all thing. looking for his a thing. He's a thing. Yeah, it's an Italian uh, stereotype. And that's perfectly fine in woke culture. You can absolutely make the fuck fun of Italians. Absolutely. The Irish, too. That's open. Sure, yeah. Well, listen, they just think they, they all go to Ellis Island in the 30s, and then they go maybe see a Broadway show, and, and they laugh at themselves when the... Uh, that's like the comic books. Like they'll well, say, like comic a tunnel underneath the Hudson River. Did you read it? It's oh yeah, so, under the Hudson. Constructed in March 1934 through December 37. Center tube. Wait, North tube is 38. South 38. tube is 57. There was a topless woman. So I guess it was some other tunnel. And yeah. the Lincoln Tunnel replaced it, I guess. It was the okay. uh <clears throat> the Hudson Hawk. You know, that's that's the name I give the cool breeze that goes off the Hudson River. Called the Hudson, Hudson Hawk? Hawk. Yeah. Is that how that guy got That's how he got his name. name. Yeah. If you would ask that to Bruce Willis when they were filming it, he would know that. But if you ask Bruce Willis that today, he might. He's you, not know remember. you know what's interesting about Hudson Hawk and Bruce Willis? 
No. He Bruce Willis was nothing really addressing, but he yeah. when he he started off in movies with like Blind Date and he did another movie with Blake Edwards called Sunset, which was he played Tom Mix as a real person and it was a western with James Gardner. And if you ever watch the movie, the opening credit says a Hudson Hawk production. Uh-huh. So he might have used that as a production house name, you know, as a shingle, whatever his uh, production company was called. Right. And then, yeah, he he would go to a New York City bar, Jersey bar, and he would sit next to a piano player, and they had this song about the Hudson Hawk, and they both were at the movie. And they're both cool. in the uh, DVD credits, if you ever want to see something really cool. And it's on YouTube, too. If you search for Hudson Hawk DVD extras, you get to hear Bruce Willis explain what the Hudson Hawk is. <laughs> that's, uh, it, that's, uh, what, what year was it recorded? Okay. Uh, 86, was that movie? 87? Now look, wait. 89. He's bumbled his way onto the stage, right? I think that movie was 91. Oh. Come, on, come on, watch now. He's bumbled his way onto the stage. Okay. See, I can't hear the bumbling over all that audience laughter. Ha, ah, ah. Would open my mouth and laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, what's going on? People are laughing. Oh, sorry, ma'am. You stink. <laughs> now he's going to address them, and when he addressed them, they're going to start thinking, "Hey, this is part of the show." I can see this every night. Now I'm opening my mouth and laughing. What? What curtain? What curtain? Point to something. And use your hands. So Jimmy Durante's like, don't be a dummy. They're laughing. Leave the curtain up. Speak easily. <laughs> I'm going down to speak easily with a banjo on my speak easily. Get that piano on. Now we'll have... There's an object in the kitten they will intersect. That's prison. I can't stop laughing. Must open mouth. Now, why did he do that? Why did he go around in a circle? He has his own stick, his own piano oh, stick. Oh, he was doing it. Oh, okay. Now, here's Jimmy Durante at his worst. When I take a walk with my family of 10 children. That was the joke. He had sex 10 times. Oh, what a creep. Uh-huh. Get a drink of pop. It's good stuff. It is not good stuff. And I bet you he negotiated for a, or I don't know what I'm talking about, but that was like, okay, Durante, you're going to be featured. This is a bit. You know what I mean? Well, the whole thing is like, He's playing himself, basically. He has his own uh, show on he Broadway. He's playing himself, yeah. It's... 
Now the director has said to uh, Buster Keaton, no more fucking up. Buster Keaton's like, you have my word. Oh, right. This is the weird balloon dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's our gold digger. With balloon. Now, Michael, believe it or not, that is not really snow. That is a stage prop snow. Get out. Because well, it's winter time in New York City, right? Times Square was snowing. That is true, but it would you see, since they're indoors, it would melt. So they use confetti. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually this morning's version of the script. Now the balloon has popped. So she's in trouble. So Buster Keaton's trying to save his production. So he's like, get me another balloon. And she just. So we're backstage, but he's trying to help, but he keeps fucking everything up. The director's so funny. Like he was a tough guy. See, for the beginning right. of the movie. And then the rest of the movie is just completely over his head and hapless. That's right. <laughs> Don't you go out there. Go out. <laughs> okay. Here's me in the audience. <laughs> you gotta laugh with your mouth open and roll them. <laughs> little backstage drama. So I get to experience the play and know what's going on backstage. The miracle <laughs> what are you of cinema. Coming out here and spoiling my act. Get lost. Uh, uh, this is uh, the scene, the penguin scene, right? In the Batman. <laughs> with Danny DeVito. Oh no, it was it was Colin uh whatever his name. Colin Farrell. And the, the the most recent one. Can I see it? Maybe I didn't see it. Is it the one with the like goth Batman? Yeah, it's goth Batman. It's Nirvana Batman. Grunge, okay, grunge so Batman. Now Durante does a whole bit in which he's like I don't think this guy's funny. The effeminate dancer. Yeah, that's right. He just made that face, right? Yeah. My ass would get sore in the audience, sitting in the audience watching this. Bring back the professor. It popped. (laughs) (laughs) In his face. Now that's a good pairing. That's a good one. Right in his nose. Here's a water balloon. Yes. Here it is. Oh, no. It's supposed to land on his head and break. Right, probably. Well, they did that instead, maybe. God, we should drink every time he puts his fingers in. The director puts his fingers in his hair. (laughs) I can't. Somebody give James a bubble. Jimmy, I haven't seen so many bubbles since (laughs) what? No beer. Once again, right? He's fucked up an entire scene and everyone in the audience thinks it's on purpose. So they're loving this show. Which is so crazy because this is happening in real time. And, you know, it it works because we're watching a movie and everything's really choreographed. But I bet you in real life, it'd just be boring as shit. Like Andy Kaufman shit. Uh, like, do you, do you, can you really sit and watch this for more than two minutes in the audience? Yeah, like it's, everything's going wrong and it's a madhouse. Yeah, but you watch it as a train wreck. You're not like, ooh, this is entertaining and this has a point. Like, I guess, I don't know. I would probably leave at this point. 
Well, in the premise of the film, they would, they will say, it's <laughs> maybe you're right, you know. It's just that, like, when you when you have a concept and when you execute it, sometimes it doesn't really work. So right. when chaos ensues, it may not, it may be chaos, but it might not be entertaining. But I guess they love it. Oh, that was great, well choreographed. <laughs> Say, who's the owner of this show? Why, I am. Oh, well, I happen to have something in my hand. You are hilarious, bub. Anyway, you're served. Oh, he goes, you got a funny comeback for everything. So I guess he does. He thinks he's not the owner, just making a joke. Oh, right. Oh, this guy said he's the owner. Oh, good one. Anyway, you see the owner, tell him I want to kill him. <laughs> Well, that's it. Intermission. Okay, so is it intermission? I guess. Yeah, yeah. they're coming. Well, I guess intermission. They must have called it coming back. We got to get the professor off this stage. So essentially, they're gonna like they can't tie him up and put him in a closet. So they're gonna do the next best thing. They're like, go up into catwalk and uh, have a right, seat. Right. Right. Yeah. Put the AS the agent of chaos up on the catwalk. <laughs> All right. I was saying this last time, I love being up in the catwalk. That was a great experience. I think I was in middle school and I got to mm -hmm. go up and you're really high up there. Yes, yes. You know what I did? I, I sat down on the catwalk and I had my feet dangle off the catwalk and then I opened up my lunchbox <laughs> and during the show I ate it and then I turned to the, my friend and I go, it stinks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hold my nose in some select moments of the show. You ever see the movies where they move up to the catwalk? I think Citizen Kane did it. And they're like, P.U., this the guy's up in the catwalk. I remember Gilbert was in the catwalk in the uh, Albert, uh, gosh, who was it? Who was the father on Growing Pains? Alan Dick? That guy tried to thick have Thick of the Night? They worked yeah. together on Thick of the Night. Yeah, right. So he said, Gilbert Godfrey's up in the catwalk, and they would cut to him every now and again. Which was a ripoff of Chris Elliott, the man who lived under this under this bleachers. Do you remember that? Like, I, they had a Letterman bit where there was like a man who lived under the bleachers, and they would open it up and it'd be Chris Elliott. Uh huh. That's right. I okay, forgot what now, exactly was that. Hilarity is going to ensue as we have another fuck up. Right. Ah, oh, up in the catwalk, they thought they were safe. Right, and the catwalk. Yes, now, the catwalk. I've swung from a vine in my life, and it's hard to hold on, Mike. Really hard. It's scary, right? Yeah, because you can't let go, but it burns. But you can't let go, or you're gonna fall. So it's fucked up. Now look at Keaton just doing it for the show, barehanded. Right. I can't believe they knocked over the bicyclists on the moving sidewalk. The entertainment of the evening is ruined. What hilarity. Look at look at Durante with the mustache. <laughs> Whoa. Ah, 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 ah. This must all be part of the show. Ladies and gentlemen. I mean, he himself is really funny, so I guess I would enjoy it as an audience member. 
but just watching people haphazardly running around. I'm an artist. I'm a sandwich artist. Would you like cheese on that? <laughs> I'm a sandwich artist. What kind of bread would you like? I only give you one sweet pepper. I can make a mixture. Hot and sweet pepper. Kick! Now, this is some of the stuff that the Marx Brothers got in a night at the... Yeah. The documentary shows the, the different, this different scenes to show what exactly they used. And the curtain was one that you mentioned a lot. Yeah. Well, I think the big the thing was Harpo like descends for, and grabs onto a backdrop and rips a swath, like kind of descends as a, a piece peels down. Uh-huh. I don't know if we actually see that a scene like that in this movie, but. He, the director gave them a, a revolver and said, shoot them. They'll think it's part of the show. I love how, like, he's swinging around, and when he's in front of the audience, all he hears is, ah, ha, ha, ha. And then when he goes back, says, get him off the stage. He's ruining the show. Ooh. And then he goes back, ha, 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 ha. Take that, trombones. What the fuck are you doing? Get a real job. Fucking hysterical. Oh, I'm so happy I wore a tuxedo to this. Drink. He puts his hands through his hair. Drink. <laughs> Drink. You double crossed me. You didn't show me this in rehearsals. I, I, but I, 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 oh, touch his head, hair, drink. So this is how we learn that everyone thinks it's a big hit. And they want to give him like a deal for a quadrillion dollars. A quadrillion dollars? Yeah. Are you TC Post? Yes. Okay, so this is where he's going to get served? Yes. Here's an injunction, $10,000 in costs. Will you settle it? James will take care of it. Here it is. But James can't take care of it. You fooled me, but you got a hit. Just do this six times a week, twice, once in the matinee, and two in the evening. Oh my God, this is the sixth time I went to see a guy wreck the show. It was so unexpected. I can't yeah, wait to see it a seventh time. How can he do it? Yeah, right. A second time. Yeah. He, I don't know. I mean, there's been shows where, like, noise is off, where, like, there's been shows where disaster. I don't know. It's like watching a comedian have a plant in the audience and they're uh-huh. like, yeah, hello, yeah. sir, we haven't met. No, we haven't met. And you're like, this doesn't really exist in real life. It's obviously a plant. <laughs> you know, like TV, you see you see, it and you go, well, that's TV. That makes sense. But in My favorite world, plant world. ever was um, in that um, Over the Moon movie with, with um, Fabulous with uh, J- J- uh, Car- Carrie, Jim Carrey. Uh-huh. I got it out in which he's doing Tony Clifton. And then that guy's a plant in the audience, and he's right. He's picking on him, having a fight. He pours water over. Yeah, him. right. Well, that's. I mean, that's like the the ultimate plant, you yeah. know. Yeah. You put it. You put it in your mouth. Though. It's the worst joke ever. It's so. It, there's no punchline. That's why I hate it. It's the only bad thing about this. I don't know. Is that true? It seems. It seems like why wouldn't the director know there's a dangerous stunt? 
kissy, kissy, kissy. Right. Why wouldn't he know what his thing was? And and we didn't see him at all in the production. Yeah. Well, we did in the beginning. Like, you kind of... Well, okay. Uh, you got to listen to him, 1920 style. Tell her to fuck off. Humans have not been of a strictly conventional order. Therefore, I feel it necessary to clarify a situation which otherwise might be built with doubt. This I will do the medium of a much quoted but pungent phrase. That's to you. Oh, pungent. My nuts are pretty pungent, girl. Yeah, nuts yeah. to you. Now, nuts I to you. It meant balls back then, right? It did. It had it. Oh, the movie's over already? Yeah. Wow. It did mean balls, right? It was like... Uh, I don't think nuts to you means... You know, hey, somebody's balls. I don't know. I could be wrong. I think, I'm not well, thirty. So there was the nuts and bugs. Like you have, you think you see bugs, you're crazy, right? Like that guy's bugs or whatever. So nuts, but I think it is your testicles. It's testicles <laughs> to you. Nuts to you. Don't you remember that scene in Auntie Mame where she says, "Oh, I just said something that offends Auntie Mame," and Auntie Mame goes, "Nuts." <laughs> really? So yeah. yeah. So maybe that's. Because that's all they can do is innuendo, and you can only suspect. Right. I think you're well, right. You're right. Pungent uh, nuts is uh, is uh, not necessarily innuendo at this point. Carl, what do you think of this movie? Speak easily. I enjoyed it. I know that uh, in real life it wasn't a place he wanted to be, and and I didn't like Jimmy Durante, but uh, I think that uh, I did enjoy this film, and I enjoyed Buster Keaton's performance. And um, when they worked together, they did it well, you know? They did I mean, great, yeah. I, I do like this movie. I, I think it's, I still like What No Beer the best. I, I saw The Plumber. TCM showed all these talkies that Buster did. I got to see these films. And uh, I, watched, I had first watched it. But yeah, this one really holds up. Mm. Uh, there's some really funny stuff, and they, they're both pretty funny. And maybe Jimmy Durante from the 30s is a lot more tolerable than what I grew up with, which was Jimmy Durante <laughs> in the 70s and 80s, you know, yeah. which is like a creepy old man at that point. Or I don't know. I'm, God bless him. <laughs> I hope we mirror. Until the next Jimmy Durante movie. You know, Carl, I looked for other Jimmy Durante movies. Uh -huh. he, he did a movie called like Billy Rose's Circus or something. Like the guy, mm -hmm. Billy Rose, had to have his name on it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, what have you. Uh, okay, well, that has been speak easily for 1932 with buster keaton carl we'll be back next sunday and i believe we're going to be watching the buster keaton story or is uh, that next is it i think you might be right about that all right well either way As you know uh well, people we uh had to do this two times because one time we screwed up and, it would have been uh, fine listen so we're if you're out here, the original screw up one it's not bad at all. Just subscribe to us on our non-existent Patreon page. <laughs> and you'll get that as a bonus feature, as well as the time we went to the moon and talked to the king of moon. Uh, <laughs> while we're at it, right? Okay, uh, well, so next, next week will be the Buster Keaton story, 1950-something. Yeah, 1957. So while Buster was still alive, they did a, a movie, like Man yeah. in the Moon, a, a biography, a biodrama about the legendary comedian Buster Keaton Starring the legendary com uh, comedian uh, Donald O'Connor from the Francis yes. the Talking Mule movies. From the Francis movies. And and I got to say that they didn't do Buster Keaton's story at all. They did a movie star story, but this it's all pretend. Yeah. It's a notorious cult film because it doesn't is not accurate at all. Right. And he just did it for the money, and it, that's baked into the premise that, like, he got his approval. But he was 
in the movie and he was no. a stunt tech you know he was a technical advisor yeah. so it is an interesting film we are we both seen it but we both love this movie or we don't but okay here's the trailer in a world <laughs> i'm gonna make people laugh by having my dad throw me around the stage <laughs> well Godville is dead what do you mean is dead we're still opening for the show no three keatons are out of here Come on, Diane. Come on, Michael. I use that joke next week. Uh, Diane Keaton, Michael Keaton. I'm going to Hollywood to become a Hollywood movie, silent movie star. You're crazy, live... kid. You're crazy, kid. You'll never make a thing of yourself. I'm here to see Mr. Wood. <laughs> There's no one named Hollywood. <laughs> Go as you hop back on the bus. I'm Mr. Wood, Mr. Ed Wood. Yes, right. I will hire you. Glenn or Glenda starring Buster Keaton. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, so that's the movie. We get to see uh, Buster Keaton go to Hollywood. Rated R. And uh, he, they do address his drinking problem in this movie. And it's completely unrealistic. And any star's drinking problem. Remember, he went to the sanatorium to get clean. They don't have that in the film. It's Yeah, no, it, it's a really bad version. So, of course, we're going to watch it next week. So, Get ready for that. Check it out. And, of course, uh, you can see Carl at carlsucks.com, as you saw on the ad on the uh, curtain of the Vaudevillian show. <laughs> uh, check out his dates. Check out his style. Uh, check out mutinyradio.fm for more great shows and live comedy. And, uh, and just uh, take care of yourselves. Huh? Well, guys, we'll see you next week. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with my Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Begoman. It's been over one long year watching We are recording the show. Hello, welcome to Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Carl is out there on the East Coast. We are uh, broadcasting this show on Sunday, uh, September 23rd. No, 22nd. But, 20, but yeah, they well, pretend it's Sunday. It's pretend it's Sunday. We're actually uh, recording this on late, late East Coast time uh, yeah. on, a, on, a, on a school night. 
So, uh, Carl, let's. What's the movie? What are we watching on? Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We are watching the Jane Mansfield story, uh, and I would put parentheses 1980 when you search on YouTube. Jane is with a Y. Uh, if you were with us last week, we also covered Jane. The Jane Mansfield story, 1980. Let me go ahead and, and type that in. And you, you mentioned last week's show. That was an R-rated uh, softcore travelogue film, something that like you would yeah. see on E! Entertainment Television with Tara Reid, uh, <laughs> which was done after her death. So it was a very morbid uh, R-rated yeah, movie. Yeah, the ending especially, yeah. Yeah, they showed the death of the, the dog that she's been carrying around in the, in the home footage. Oh, anyway, but this is a television version. This was aired on uh, TV. Yeah, but much... The first one we watched, I do believe it was exploitive. I think everyone saw the big news about Jane Mansfield. Next thing you know, come on down to the wild wild. You know, they, they drew an audience from her death, I believe. So Exploiting. I've, so uh, which channel is hosting this film? Okay, so I recommend, it's not Danielle, it's D-A-N-I-J-E-L, second word, O-S-T-O, J-I-C. It's long. It's like three hours, and but it's not really. And that's the version. It's not really. Okay. All right, let's do it. So go ahead. Now, the reason this is such a good one to choose is because we'll see, not, you know, 1980 commercials. <laughs> God. Really right. interesting we're, we're keeping Carl up all night on this one. So let's, uh, we'll be watching TV, which is impossible to riff. Uh, but uh, so go ahead and click the uh, link and hit pause. You'll hit, you'll click it. It'll be buffering. Hit pause. Pause. Oh, um, why is um, a TV remote control like a kitty cat? Why, Carl? Because they both have pause. Very wry. Okay, so let's. Uh, that joke is the cat's pajamas. <laughs> By the way, I lost a lot of money buying those. It was just a waste of money. So uh, we see pajamas, right? They won't yeah. wear them. They won't wear them. They, they go out. Take them. They don't enjoy it. I get scratched a lot trying to put them on. It's like not worth it my yeah. time. Yeah. All right. So we are going to go ahead and click the start button. I do see a picture of macaroni and cheese dinner box, a seven yeah. and a quarter ounce box. That's about what half a meal? No, that is. That is before it's uh, pastified and comes all puffy. All right, so are we going to watch the commercials, Carl, or are we going to skip them? Yeah. No, it's really, really interesting. Okay. We're going to watch them. And I'll play, I'll play them. It's fair use. Well, so, because there's fair... Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think Avondale wants to promote their mac and cheese, and I'm happy to let them do it. All right, so go ahead, and uh, get, uh, we are going to have the fabricated voice of Paul well, Brumba. Hmm. Thank Paul. you. I appreciate that. Oh, February is of Paul Brumba. Great to have you in the studio. So, how are you? I'm, I'm on the edge. I am just on the edge right now. Your podcast, Edge of Insanity. Of Insanity. All I can do is this countdown before I burst. Well, uh, speaking of which, what a great segue. Let's uh, have you do the countdown. Okay. Get your mouse's fingers hovering over that triangle play button. And in three... By the way, it's the Jane Mansfield story, 1980. <laughs> You're killing me, man. <laughs> Three, two, one, go.
15 cents every day. All right. 44 cents. Pennsylvania does. Day. Ooh, canned mushrooms. Bruce Jenner, look. Yes, I see Bruce Jenner. Embassy coffee. How much is Like a dollar a box. Everyday low super cost it's cutter really prices. cheap prices. Super Check it out. It's like 48 cents for a can. The other brands of That's a lot. Kroger carries. <laughs> Kroger. At Kroger. Wow, Kroger's been around since the 80s. Yeah. Two-day old baby was found dead. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry. Jerk off. I didn't mean to laugh at that. I was thinking of something else. Anything for rating? No, it's been a long. It's been enough time. You can. I feel like this is well. I made a uh, dead baby joke right off the front, so I, I want to so tell. So we are. Uh, this is like hanging out with Carl and Mike on the couch. <laughs> and we are going to watch the. Wednesday night movies. Do you remember that look in the Okay, there's Lonnie Anderson. Yeah, Lonnie Anderson. And there's Arnold Schwarzenegger. And this is 19... 19- no idea the fame. Yeah. 1980. So what was he doing back in 1980? Well, he hadn't even... Ten years later, he would do um, the Conan one. So he was nowhere. He was Mr. Universe a second ago. Oh, I see. So he was playing a Mr. Universe type character, a uh, real life person. Right. Right. Mickey was uh, a miss, a miss, you know, it, just the same contest, Mr. Universe. Nature Valley Granola Bars. Right, which still exists today. But I think they took the caramel layer out of it. <laughs> Cutting corners. Well, I mean... The mom a, likes it because it's natural stuff. Yeah, and the kid likes it because there's fucking caramel shoved in it. Right, and there's it's sugar. It's whatever form. Yeah. Granola's answer to candy. My answer to candy. Oh. <laughs> That's, I, I've seen this. <laughs> okay, first one in the house gets the bath, gets the shower. Oh, you won it. You always win. Don't use all the soap. I'm not using any soap. I'm using Calgon or whatever the fuck. Correct. Wait, Correct. really? I've never even heard of this look stuff. At me. Look wow, that's good. Me. Wow, Jane Manfield, move over. Did you use all the soap? I didn't use any soap. I use caress. <laughs> oh, it's actually soap, though. I don't want to blow your mind. Glasses. Yeah, it is soap. They say it's not soap, but it's actually soap. This is ring around the collar, bite. I'll give you a break. Ring around the yeah. collar, 1980. Yeah. Whisk. Whisk spice ring around the collar. Oh God, this I show. <laughs> With no more ring around the collar. It's okay to get a ring around the collar in the fucking tennis court and a white shirt. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude, I got a ring around the collar walking a block over here. I got now, out of the bar. Like the greatest... <laughs> and she's looking and, at the wine? just the greatest wine. Yeah, she's having memories of, remember that island and we drank the wine? Remember that party? And That's we pretty strong wine. wine. I see a pattern emerging. Taylor. Oh, it's my friend Taylor. He made some wine. <laughs> Have you had Taylor's wine? <laughs> yes. Uh, but I mean, that's just between you and I. Seriously, don't talk. Look right. how 80s the bottles are. Like, shark. Yeah, they're shaped like brandy bottles. Okay, is this the movie? All right, here we go, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. This is Mississippi, 1967. This is Biloxi. And she is replacing, remember, the, um, the singer who is her nemesis. Oh, which was, hang on. Gina Lola Bird, uh, no? No, with a B, I don't know. Okay, so she's on the phone with Mickey, who she's long divorced, and she's married and divorcing another. So she's like, 
I miss you. I love you. I want to do a tour with you. I've got it all planned out. Mickey, Meet it's the beginning of the movie, and we need a flashback structure. That's why I'm on the phone with you. Right. Now the driver's like, come on, bitch, let's go. <laughs> Wait, the, dri- the driver? Yeah. The fatal driver? The one who killed. The yeah. killer. Didn't they show a there's, clip? Oh, hey, there's Arnold. Look at my chest. See, I'm a Mr. Universe. We have been through this before. Carl, that's a pretty good Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Yeah, see, I'm confused because it says, I mean, in Conan, he couldn't even speak English, I thought. The famous one is he did a movie called Hercules in New York, and they dubbed him. It was him and Arnold Stang, the voice of Top Cat, the guy from It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, one of the little gas station guys. Uh, So the thing is, Mickey also did a Hercules movie, so the Internet wanted to make a big deal out of that. Oh, yeah. It was a uh, night professor. So Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> oh, here's all right. So, Lonnie Anderson car. was great in, in uh, WKRP, WKRP, and then she was on some other TV shows. I saw her in. Well, she was. She turned into like TV movie guy, but luckily for her, she had already ba- uh, bagged um, uh, Bert. So yeah, that we were talking about. You were not in this episode, so my brother was on, and we were yeah. watching uh, Rent a Cop from 1989 with the, the the dearly departed Burt Reynolds, who passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, from the rec- and. Uh, dearly departed, boy, come on, Mike, well, uh, have a little bad, little sin in you. Come on. All right, the dead uh, Burt Reynolds. Little... Okay, wait. They're pre- I'm sorry, they're pressuring him. See, the guy's pressuring the driver, and that's why they crash. I that's an ta- important plot point. Oh, wow, I was talking over the uh, fatal car. So it, <laughs> uh, so they were not decapitated. We're also watching a typewriter. So this isn't a flashback. She's talking on the phone. You know, right, in 1967, right after forward. this phone call, yeah. Right. We got to go back to the island. Right before we go... Uh, I got hit by a truck. Well, she was not decapitated. I found out that was a myth. Yeah. Uh, children were sleeping in the back. They survived. Uh, two, the two boys, I think it is. Well, now what we're seeing is just like a a ramp up to where we're going to start, in which she's just a waitress in a um, – uh, excuse me. She works in a movie house. Sorry, Lonnie Anderson. Arnold Schwarzenegger. See how he's still the the um. Okay, sure that's guy. Raymond. Yeah, Boutango. he lived with the um. Kathleen Lloyd. The three's company lady for a while. The Janet. Oh wow. Yeah, he was like boyfriend. So I like him for that because he's very bland. He's horrible, actually. And they're showing profiles of her from scenes throughout this movie we're about to watch. Right. Yeah. Based in the that book, scene, you'll see a 1980s car, even though it's 1950s. Well, I mean, they shot it like as fast as they could, I'm sure. I'm sure. They'll also mix in a couple newsreel things. Okay, so here's Mickey after she's died. Reminiscing about the girl I love with some reporter. Hugging the monkey. See that? Yeah. That's a very famous picture because that was like a movie premiere came to her theater and she got to do that. See, she has dark hair. Right, right. She does. This. She is in a movie. Oh, so she works behind the counter currently in Los Angeles. Is she going to be discovered? Kind of. She. You're exactly. It isn't Los, An- 
I'm not sure where yeah. it is. It's not. But, okay, a movie premiere occurred there, and the monkey came in for a promotion. They took a picture, and she got the number of an agent. <laughs> and so that oh, did she get the number of the up. monkey? <laughs> Monkey's like, no, I'll, I'll um, call you. No, the monkey was very aloof, and I don't even remember his name, but at that time, everybody knew that monkey. Very oh. Aloof. Wasn't uh, he, the monkey starred in the James Van the monkey movie, I guess. I don't know. Let's see. Yeah, remember that movie, Monkey Movie? Do you, do you I, enjoy I, watching? Any which way but loose. Do you enjoy watching performing orangutans, whether it's um, any which way but loose or... Uh, <laughs> when I was young, I really enjoyed when they would take chimps and put them in human clothes and make them say, stupid crap! Okay. Like, like you would <laughs> cut to the press room. I want you on the story. I'm going bananas over it. I'm going bananas, right? He always he turns around on the uh, wheelie chair on the boardroom table. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Get on this. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of a pun right now, but they were full of them. Well, there was that famous television show, too, where this guy dressed up uh, ringing things and uh, had all the show of it. I forget the name of it. The greatest time I ever saw people dress up as monkeys and pretend <laughs> yeah. was uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, that was great. Yeah, they were playing it yeah. for laughs, but it was so well-directed you didn't notice. So you watch that movie the first time ever, and you're with monkeys in the desert. And then you come back to that film later, at least this was my experience, and you realize these are humans in monkey suits. Then you see it in a totally different way. It is a comedy. Right. Oh, oh. Fuck off. I'm so scared to hit you right now. Like he runs up to the monolith and he touches and goes back. He's acting. He's acting. Now, Carl, can I possibly play you something from the Love Guru right now? Yes. All right, here we go. Mariska Hargitay. Mariska Hargitay. <laughs> That's the last name, Nikki, Nikki, Nikki's last Mariska name. Hargitay. And it's the daughter, I so right? I enjoyed your sutra, especially the part yeah. about not being a victim. Oh, thank you. Because you are such a generous benefactor, we are establishing the Mariska Hargitay Special Victims Unit. <laughs> That's fun. The whole nine yards. Thank you, your holiness. <laughs> you have gone from nowhere to now here. I'm beautiful, and I have a secret. We did it. We, we watched The Love Guru on Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. Boom! YouTube. I'm gonna say Boom. that we, I'm gonna say we watched we watched that movie on this episode. When yeah. I write about yeah, it on Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube.blogspot.com, one of the many ways you could uh, check us out. We are on iTunes as L W A F L M O Y T. Uh, we're also on Twitter with that. We're also on YouTube with that. And we're with on what? Facebook. With what? L. That's W A. Yes. Uh, full late F L M O Y T. L Y T. Don't you have it memorized yet? I do. I just had a text. Uh, I am about this where a guy said, "Oh, you're doing your show L W A F L M O Y." I said, "No, it's L W A F L U two Y T." And he goes, "U space tube." I go, "Yeah." No. He must be French because the French always leave the last letter off when they talk. It's so lazy. It's so lazy. Well, right now we're watching her get kicked out of her job 
Right. Well, no. So she found the agent. It's like, hi, I want you to represent me. She's like, oh, you're a nice little kid. Get out, get lost. But she's like, persistent. We can make each other famous. So he says, all right, I'll give you a little part just to get rid of her. It was just like an audition, like a cattle call. Lancelot Link was the name of the chimpanzee television show on Saturday mornings. Lancelot Link. Did you see it say casting? Because it said it in such 1970s writing. And we're supposed to be in the 50s. Right. Plus all the girls are on roller skates and have little uh, star wheelie dealies on their head. Right. Wheelie dillies. What are they called? The dealios? You put them on your head? I don't know. You know, they're like I a mean, star. I on the weekend. <laughs> it's like a... You put it in your head. It's like a plastic band you put over your head, and then it has like little 